This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by the Well-Endowed Podcast by the Edmonton Community Foundation. Hosted by Andrew Paul and Elizabeth Bonkirk, the podcast explores the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. The Edmonton Community Foundation helps create endowment funds, and the podcast tells the stories of how the funds intersect with the community. A recent episode talks about the Rusin Family Hospice Center, Edmonton's first freestanding residential hospice run by Pilgrim's Hospice Society. Subscribe to hear more at thewellendowedpodcast.com. We had a bit of audio issues with the show this week, so you may find a little bit of clicking and things with the mics. Sorry about that. We'll try and clean it up for next week. I still hope that you enjoy the show. Time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. things Edmonton Oaks and the CFL and we are a proud member of the Alberta podcast network locally grown community supported they're also part of the Canadian football podcast network I'm Andrew and welcome back to the show Uh, I'm excited to uh, have a very very fun show tonight because uh, we have an amazing guest for you Uh, but first and foremost let's talk about uh, a few fun things with the one and only super fan Mike there he is. Oh, there they are. Took a second. Yeah. There the, uh, the Jantlers took a moment. That's fine. It yeah, happens. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, gotta yeah. leave them with a little anticipation, right? Yeah, well, well done. I like that. That was that was very, very good. Uh, how are you, super fan? Uh, I'm doing good. It was a, uh, a fun weekend. Had some uh, football. I mean, it was inferior football, but it was football nonetheless. Um, <laughs> and so that was kind of nice. You know, the half show was good, so... <laughs> Yeah, the halftime show was great. And according to Kayla, and I I need to read this specifically so that I get this correct. Uh, Her review of the halftime show was legit magical dopeness. Outstanding. Yeah, seems about right. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, if you had a fourth child, that would have been their name. So that's good. I'm going to throw that by Nicole. That's good. Yeah, see how that (laughs) works. Um, Hoskins. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it has been a busy week. Uh, I mean, I started a new Lego set. We watched that football game. Uh, There was some free agency, too. I don't know if you heard about that. I didn't. What's free agency? It's weird because uh, if I wrote the show, uh, you know, last week, I would have had to update it every five minutes. But uh, I waited until this week and I only had to update it every two hours. So that was great. Very smart. Uh, but we are, we have lots to talk about, but of course, uh, up front, we are joined this week by one of those free agents that is returning back, uh, making his way back to Edmonton, uh, was a, formerly a golden bear is now home offensive lineman, Mark Corby. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this this is amazing, and uh, we're so happy to have you here, and and happy to have you home. Um, that that must feel pretty amazing that you're coming back to play on the team that you that you grew up watching. Yeah, it's 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 a little surreal at times to to think about over the last week. Um, you know that things things actually did come together. Um, certainly love going to going to games growing up and, and cheering on the team, and you know following the players and whatnot, and then 
you know, to have, you know, to kind of come onto the other side of that and, and be one of those players has been, um, you know, something somewhat of a dream come true from, you know, from childhood to now. Um, and so, so it's been, I'm really excited to be back and, and to get into Commonwealth Stadium today and, and meet some people, you know, made it all start to feel real a little bit. Um, so it's, it's, it's really exciting for me and for my family to, you know, to be coming into this um, and sort of joining into, you know, this great tradition that is, you know, football at Edmonton and, you know, continuing to be a part of that. That's, that's awesome. That's amazing. Mike, before you ask your question, we should ask Mark, what did you think of the halftime show? I thought it was great. I, I had a fun time with it. Um, it took me back to a little bit of, I had a, I had a phase um, sort of towards the end of high school and the the beginning part of university, I had a rap phase that I went through. Um, <laughs> suburban suburban Albertan as I may be, yeah. um, so it, it took me back a few years for sure. Oh, that's that's awesome. Um, okay, uh, Superman, sorry, I, I hijacked you there. You go ahead. That's all good. Uh, of course, you talked about family, and family is often how uh, we sort of get uh, attached to the, the game. But in your case, who introduced you to football, and when did you start playing? Yeah, for sure. I, I started at a young age, sort of, um, you know, sort of through my both my brother and my dad. So, um, you know, my dad played, uh, you know, played through university and actually got drafted by Edmonton way back in the day. Um, didn't end up playing professionally, but. Um, you know, played all the way through and was certainly a big football guy. Um, so then, you know, there's some pictures on the wall and around the house. And so that led my brother, who's two years older than me, um, to start playing. And then as soon as he started, then like a lot of younger brothers, I was, I was around the field and I wanted to be involved. So I started up, I think I was six or seven. I was the youngest kid on the team. And, and really, I was just sort of on the field. I wasn't really doing anything. I was seven years old. I just kind of go out there and kind of follow the people around and um but had a blast with it from the start and so i guess yeah i was definitely definitely older brother and dad sort of you know started that journey um you know so long ago yeah absolutely i mean your dad was was drafted in what 89 i think so back in the day so. leroy blue was joining the team as a defensive end the canadian defensive end so would have been a great time for sure um so you talked about being a Golden Bear. Tell us about the experience you had with the U of A and with, uh, of course, head coach Chris Morris. Yeah, it was it was excellent um, from start to finish. Um, you know, came in came in out of high school, uh, and and you know, it was it was really uh, in a bit of a, a pretty uh, tumultuous spot in in the history with the Golden Bears. So, uh, you know, I came in and I was you know, and I had been a good high school player, but I I was a guy that probably needed some time to grow physically. I, came in and I was playing offensive line at about 240, 250 pounds. And, you know, but we weren't, we weren't the best team. So, um, and we didn't have a ton of depth. So off I went to play, play against a bunch of guys who would be in the CFL the next year. Um, first game being it's a, a pretty stacked up university of Calgary team and kind of got thrown to the wolves a little bit and, and kind of grew over those four years. Um, you know, partially because of being thrown in there. And, and I think it was a good experience for me, you know, in those four years grew so much as a player, but also, um, from a personal level, um, throughout the program, both from, you know, some veteran players, some, some good alumni that were involved, um, you know, and, and Chris Morris does a really good job as well of not only developing players, but of developing, you know, young men as well to, you know, just sort of come out, come in as, as boys out of high school and, and leave as men as they graduate university with a, with a high end degree from the U of A and, um, you know, having played some high end football in university. So. Um, definitely, you know, all four years there were, were first class and, 
and loved it all. And, you know, I, I, I miss it sometimes, but, um, you know, certainly, certainly happy with where it's placed me so far. Yeah, I, I bet. <laughs> and we're happy now where you're placed. That's the, that's the <laughs> more important thing. Um, how did, how did free agency day kind of open up for you? Or, or, I mean, did you, did you always kind of expect that you would come back here or was that something else that kind of caught you and drew you back to the Elks? Yeah, I, you know, it was, it was, a, it was an interesting process with free agency because it's, you know, you sort of, when it, when it begins at the, at the start, it's okay. You know, where, where am I interested? Am I interested in leaving my current team at all? Um, and I said, okay, well, you know, it would be nice to be maybe closer to home um, and to, you know, explore somewhere that, you know, could be a bit of a new beginning for me. Um, so then looking into it, and then you've, you've also got to find out, okay, who's looking, you know, to bring in a Canadian offensive lineman. Um, and that, you know, sort of Edmonton seemed very interested right off the start. Um, and so that, that obviously checked a lot of boxes for me. Um, you know, especially when you look at, you know, look at a new president coming in, you know, new GM, new coach, new coaching staff, you know, really, really a clean slate of, um, of people for me to work with and, and people that have had success in the past really from the top down. Um, you know, they've won, they've won great cups. They've won, they've won games all over the place. Um, so being able to come into that and, and join a veteran group of offensive linemen um, was something that really drew me in right away. And, and once the interest was there on both sides, I think we were both pretty eager to, uh, to get something done and to, to work something out. And thankfully we did. Uh, I think both sides of this are, are really excited to, to get a contract done. And, um, you know, personally, I just am excited to get to training camp and, and start to start to gel with a new group of guys and, and learn what they're all about and, and how our group of offensive linemen is going to function um, because it's different every year. And so it's, it's a really exciting experience for me. Um, I think it'll be a great move for me both on and off the field and, you know, just excited to, to get to it. Be nice to have your family able to see you playing all the time too, I'm sure. Yeah. And that's, you know what, it's uh it's certainly a piece of it. And, and I, you know, as much as, as much as I value that, I, I wouldn't have done it if um, if the football piece wasn't there as sure. well, um, you know, and so it, it just it was so great that it worked out from both a personal standpoint and from a football standpoint. Everything really just came together for it, um, which which is which is excellent. It was it was fantastic. I, I really couldn't have asked for more. Um, and it's and it's rare as well, because it, you know, it's something that if you're if you're going to going to do it maybe and if you don't do it this year it might not come open again it might not come open again next year you never know who's gonna you know come into a role and, and hang on to it for for a long time so um you know when the opportunity to play for a team that you you really want to play for comes up and and every all the circumstances are right with it it's it's something to pounce on for sure and and glad we did that's awesome uh so you already know the the storied history of the team uh, what do you see happening here with the recent addition and changes? Sort of a lot of its excitement, sorry, building. I can see. Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of excitement and a lot of reason for optimism. Um, you know, of course, you know we mentioned. Uh, you know, I got to meet uh, meet the new president today. Um, he's he's excellent, high energy guy. Really excited to get things going in Edmonton. Um, so he'll be great. You know, on down. You know, Chris Jones gives a lot of reason for excitement. Um, you know, McAdoo and all the coaches on the offensive side and the defensive side as well. Reason for excitement. And then into players, you know, you look at, um, you know, some, we've got a really veteran group of offensive linemen. We've got some guys that have been, 
you know, in the CFL for a long time that have won multiple great cups. Um, you know, we've got a, we've got a really good running back. You know, we, we signed the best receiver in the league, arguably. Um, you know, we've got, we've got talent all over the roster. Um, we've got a great organization. I think there's, there's a lot of room for, for optimism here. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, over, over the next little while, we can, we can hopefully build on that, that great legacy that's been, been laid down here over, you know, past few decades here in Edmonton. Yeah. Well, and also joining you back up with your buddy, David Beard. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's going to be excellent to, to work with. Um, you know, we got to, we got to spend a year together in university. Um, and then I got to, we got to watch him move on and start his career here in Edmonton. Um, you know, started off with a bang, won a great cup in year one, which is, which is what we all hope for. Um, you know, must be nice. And, and, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited to work with Dave. He's obviously been a very good offensive lineman in this league for a long time. And, and so I'm, you know, excited to be reuniting with a, a fellow golden bear. Oh, that's yeah. I, I'm I'm excited to see that too. Now, how many '65 jerseys has your family already bought? Oh my! I think there's I think there's a good crowd. Um, I think uh, I think we're gonna have to find some sort of bulk deal or something um, on the numbers. We're gonna have to figure something out because uh, yeah, thankfully there's excuse me, there's some good family support. Um, you know, I yeah, really excited to to share that with them for sure. Oh, that's that's amazing. Um, let's let's do a couple of rapid fire questions and uh, get to know a little bit more about uh, you. So, um, we'll start with what shows are you streaming these days? What are you into? Oh my! Okay, uh, just finished up. I'm I'm I, I I just I can't bring myself to watch the last episode of The Sopranos right now. Um, <laughs> oh. I've been I've been sitting on like. <laughs> One episode left for about two weeks now because I just don't want it to end. I'm um, on the second last so one myself. <laughs> okay. Oh well, there we go. We'll have a have a watch party or something. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So just finishing up that one. Curb Your Enthusiasm is another great one. Um, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, so Curb Your Enthusiasm, you know, kind of goes with that with Larry David. So those are kind of my two. I always like to have, you know, one hour long sort of you know show going and. And one sort of sitcom length show going. So right now it's uh, a couple HBO classics. Oh, those are all good ones. Those are all good ones. Um, what's on your playlist? What's on your uh, iTunes playlist these days, or Spotify, or I, I don't know. Everyone's got a different one. So yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, this is this is a bit of a, a you know maybe a bit of a vibe killer. I don't really listen to a lot of music. Uh, <laughs> um, a lot of a lot of podcasts. So. A lot of Turf District podcasts going. Ooh, um, nice. You know, that's usually Points. what's on in the car. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of podcasts. The one I really like, another sports talk show, pardon the interruption. Yeah, that's my that's my one. I'll, I'll listen to every episode of that one for sure. What's, uh, do you have any pregame rituals? You know, I, I, uh, I, we had, I used to. I used to have a few in university. I had some, some goofy ones. And then we had, you know, we had a few like, we got stuck in traffic on the way to a game one time or something like that. And I didn't get to do it and I was all thrown off. And so I just swore off all pregame rituals. Cause I thought if I can't, you know, if I ever get stuck in a situation where I can't have them, um, you know, I'm going to be devastated. So I just, I stay away as best I can. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite meal? Uh, Ooh, Butter chicken with rice, for sure. Uh, nice. Either that or a nice good Italian deli sub. One of those two, I'll, I'll take either any day. 
<laughs> All right, I'll join you for the second one. Mike will join you for the first one. That's how that works. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, which player did you look up to when you were growing up? Ooh, Other than your dad, um, of course. I know that's part of it, but you know, <laughs> I, I, that, that goes without saying. <laughs> Get a pass on that one. Um, you know what? I, you know, like I grew up in that Ricky Ray, Jason Moss era. Um, I always knew I was never going to be a quarterback, but those two were always fun to watch. Um, you know, Patrick Cabongo is an Edmonton player that, <laughs> that I think is every young kid stuck out in his head. This just massive guy. Um, he was always, he always kind of stuck out to me as I was like, oh yeah, Patrick Cabongo. Anytime I'd go to a little event and meet him, it was, it was always so funny. He's just such a big, happy guy. A guy who's who's never met uh, a, a buffet that he didn't appreciate. That's right. Yeah, he's a good dude. Great dude. Um, all right, uh, let's. This is one we ask uh, all the players we have on. Uh, you have a chance to talk to someone, anyone, alive or dead, for thirty minutes. Who is it, and why? Oh my God, this is not suited for rapid fire because I I need a lot of thought on this. Um, thirty minutes, dead or alive, anybody. Uh, you know, it's got to be somebody with, like, a really good answer to a question. Um, you know, like some burning question you might have. So, jeez, uh, now you're really putting me on the spot here. You know what? Like, put me put me in, like, a golf lesson with uh, maybe, like, Tiger Woods or Jack Nicklaus. There we and go. And it'll just, like, it's probably not the best answer. I could probably, like, get some answers about, you know, life in general. But you just saved me so much stress if you could give me a golf lesson for a little while. I'll and iron out iron out a shot uh, you know iron out the driver for half an hour you know you'd, you'd make me happy maybe i could get uh, talk to someone else who would help me make the world happy but at least i'll be happy and then good enough then <laughs> that, that works that works absolutely um and then last one what does being an elk mean to you oh another one another one we could go on about um you know i think i think it's um what I've what I've been able to been able to learn here early on is that you know there's there's a real legacy of success here in Edmonton, um, and that's that's something that's to be upheld and continued. Um, so you know, as much as there's a whole host of good things that um, that the team brings to the city, um, you know, success is is among among the highest of those things and. And winning games is is what people are after here in Edmonton, um, and that's that's been something that has you know been clear even playing against Edmonton is that you know these guys want to win and these guys fans want them to win and they expect success. Um, so that's that's something that has been early on here of of listen you know here in Edmonton we win games and you know come and be a part of that. So um, excited to be joining into that. <laughs> that is an excellent answer and very happy for all of us to hear because that's what we like is winning games. We're really, I mean, you know, we're not, not, we're not too picky, but that's, that is one thing that we're, we're excited about. Um, before we get into talking about Elks free agency, um, I want to talk to you a bit about the, the announcement today with they're doing double header of the golden bears game followed yes. by the Elks game on October the 15th. Um, I think that is amazing and uh, a, a start of really good things to come for things this season. But how, how does that make you feel being that you played in both spots? I think it's, I think it's excellent. I think, um, you know, the partnership between, you know, U of A, you know, between Bears football and, 
and the pro team has been something that's been unique to Edmonton. Um, you know, across, I don't think any other CFL team has quite as close of a relationship with the university team um, like we see here. And, you know, having it in such a public and out there way like we're going to do with this doubleheader, I think is incredible. I think it's going to be excellent for both both the professional and the university uh, teams. And, and for the players involved especially, it's going to be, you know, sort of a, one of those landmark events in their, not only their football career, but also in that, that university experience that they'll look back on, you know, when I was between 18 and 24, you know, what are the moments I remember? And, and this is going to be one of them for them. So um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be great for everybody involved. We're going to, we're going to do a good thing here. And, and I think we, we talked about it a little bit today in the press conference. Hopefully, you know, things go well with it and we're able to grow it and it becomes something that is a year over year thing is certainly what I would love to see with it. Um, yes, you know, that this is, this is something we do is every fall, you know, we have this double header and, and hopefully it works out that way. Oh man. That'd be that, great. Yeah. That, that'd be amazing. And, uh, Mike, I saw your tweet. I guess that means a double tailgate, right? It's got to, it's got to, I'm pretty sure. So the question is, do we just do two of the same thing or do we have two different thing options? I guess we'll once we get closer. We got we'll time. Surprise, yeah, we'll surprise right. people. It'll be fun. Yeah, I can't can't wait. Extra extra tailgate is always a good thing. Yep. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Elks in free agency because uh, there's lots to talk about there. It was a very busy day. Um, of course, the first announcement being yourself, Mark, which uh, we were all very excited about, but it was followed by a few other announcements. I don't know if you knew that, Mike. Um, let me just run through this list quickly. Uh, defensive back Ed Ganey signing on for one year. The return of Konar the Barbarian. Uh, linebacker Toby Antigua in for one year. Wide receiver Kenny Lawler, as we talked about the last time, joining the club uh, on a one-year deal. Defensive line, uh, McKenna Henry, uh, Canadian defensive line, I should say there. Uh, wide receiver and kick returner Jalen Marshall joining the team. Uh, linebacker Dion Lacey returns to the green gold. Linebacker Nakis Onyeka comes across from Toronto to play in the, uh, you know, the better city. <laughs> That's going to get me in trouble. Um, linebacker and probably Mike's favorite name from now on, Quarte Sap. Absolutely. That's what I thought. Uh, defensive lineman Stefan Charles returns to the Elks after being a draft pick in 2015. Is that what it was, Mike? 16? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, good. I'm glad that we've fact-checked me on no, that. No, no, it's 2013. 2013. Was it 13? Wow, I didn't think yeah. it was that far back. Okay. It's Ed Hervey's first year. Ah, yes. Okay. My, my personal favorite joining the team, defensive back Trey Hoskins. I hope he makes the team just so that I can have a jersey with my own name on it. That'd be amazing. Uh, defensive back, Deron Carter, which uh, that one was just announced yesterday, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, fullback, Ante Milanovic-Litre, and today, defensive lineman, Jordan Reeves. So the Elks, very busy in free agency. Uh, Mike, give me your first impression on uh, what you thought of this whole thing. Yeah, uh, I, th I thought there's some interesting choices. We've got quite a few uh, Canadians on the defensive line, which I think is great. Um, I love seeing more Canadians getting roles on the defensive side, especially in roles that aren't necessarily going to Canadians. Um, we saw it before where we had uh, defensive ends that were Canadian. Now we're getting more of the defensive tackles, which I really like to see. Uh, but yeah, Corte Sapp, I mean, how can you go wrong with that name? <laughs> exactly. That's made for football. 
That is a football name. That is, that is very yeah. true. Yeah. Um, give me your impression, Mark. All these guy, all these new guys joining the joining the team. What did, what was your first impression with that? Yeah, I you know looks like a team that steers about winning. I mean, going out and it was obviously pretty public the money they spent on a guy like Kenny Lawler. Um, you know, to bring in a, an elite elite receiver. Um, you know, that's excellent to see. You know, you you see the pattern of some guys that Chris Jones has worked with in the past. Like Toby Antigua has been, you know, a big piece of his defenses over the years, kind of a guy that can that can kind of play all over the field. Um, you know, Henry at D-Tackle is a guy that's, you know, been in that system before. And, and I can tell you from personal experience, a very hard guy to play against, um, you know, Deion Lacey's a really strong linebacker. I think I think on either side of the ball, um, there's a lot of talent there and you know, some guys that are gonna perform at a high level. So we were talking about the free agents, uh, Mark, you were saying that, you know, some, some lots of guys that look like they want to win. I agree. Um, I, I, there's maybe a couple of surprises on there for me. One was the return of Konar, the barbarian. Uh, I mean, I'm happy to see him back, but that, that sure. one, I was a little surprised. I, I thought that he'd be staying out on the West coast. Um, and, uh, but ve- very happy, uh, with the return of Dion Lacey because, um, yeah. he was awesome to watch before. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to have him back here. So, um, it's going to be an interesting, uh, few months as they prep for how this, uh, you know, how all of these guys come together and able to play together. So um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, they did extend as well, linebacker Niles Morgan uh, right through 2023. Um, and how did you, uh, how'd you feel about that super fan? Well, I mean, I was a big fan of Niles Morgan in 2021. I thought he played great, uh, especially as a rookie in that will position. Um he, I think, led the team in tackles. Uh, he was seemed to be uh, everywhere. Just I had a nose for the ball, and I, I and with that kind of energy, I thought it could be great to bring back to the team and see how he can progress to that next step. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. Uh, and in the midst of that, then uh, Keyshawn Bieria was released, unfortunately, as was Dakota Prukop, but he did find the Winnipeg Blue Bombers right away. And defensive back Darius Williams also uh, being released from the team. So uh, while I work on trying to make the sound better, Superfan, how about you do some Horde and Tell? How does that sound? Sure, it sounds good. All right, give me two seconds to let you set, set this up properly for you. There you are. Sure. Go ahead. Outstanding. All right, so um, uh, one thing I love, obviously, about the team is the history and learning about the team, things that I didn't know before. Uh, and one great way of doing that is reading books uh, that are CFL books about the team. Um, people might be surprised to learn how many books on the CFL have been written. Uh, probably, I think at last count, 150 to 175 books over the years written about the CFL. So uh, I thought I'd pull out some of my books on the Edmonton Football Club over the years and kind of go through some of that. So the first book that came out 
and this would have been in uh, sort of 1980, I think. Um, people may have seen this one. This is sort of everywhere. It's called The Decade of Excellence, and it was written about the team through the 1970s. And I believe you got this as a season ticket holder, or at least had the ability to purchase it as a season ticket holder. So it covers 1970 through 1979, and then in 1980, you were able to, to get this book. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Tons of, of great photos throughout, uh, plus a lot of history of the team throughout that decade. And anyone that is read about or remembers that decade knows just how good we were playing back then. You know, from 1973 to 1979, we were in every Grey Cup except the one in 1976. So we did all right for ourselves. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, not bad. Uh, the next book that came out uh, would have come out uh, about three years later, and it was written by someone who is near and dear to all of our hearts, Mr. Danny Ray Kepley, and the Ooh. book was called The Edmonton Eskimos Inside the Dynasty. So this would have been written right after the five-in-a-row gang. Uh, there are a few pictures in here as well, but mostly it's just his stories. And if you've ever heard any of the players telling stories about their time playing with a team, they're always fantastic, and I'm sure there's a lot that was left out. Um, but when you read this book, it's very, very 70s, early 80s. If you've seen North Dallas 40, the movie, uh, and you sort of see just how wild and debaucherous it was, the book reads a lot like that. Um, <laughs> phenomenal read. You can pick it up all over the place. Sometimes, if you're lucky, you can find it with the autograph still inside. This one was signed by uh, Danny Ray, and then I was lucky enough to meet Jim Taylor, who was the co-writer, and he signed it for me years later in Victoria. Um, and then at the end of the 80s uh, was the 40th anniversary of the team, so they released the 40 Years of Excellence, which was sort of a history of the team up to that point. So again, tons of phenomenal color photos throughout, uh, and lots of stories and history about the team going back to the very first years of rejoining the league uh, when they started wearing green and gold jerseys. And and someone asked today, why are they wearing green and gold jerseys? Why? It's because they got them from the U of A. So the U of A had folded their club after the 1948 season. Uh, Edmonton had started a professional club, and so the jerseys either were sold or, or donated by Maury Van Vliet to the new club. Um, one thing you can't uh, separate from the uh, football in Edmonton is the winning we've had in the Grey Cup. And uh, uh, a writer out of uh, who's currently in Medicine Hat, writing for the Medicine Hat News, wrote a great book called Grey Cup Glory, and that's about the 2003 team. Mm -hmm. uh, Ricky Ray on the cover there. Um, again, some great photos in here as well. Lots of phenomenal stories about the 2003 season and the Grey Cup we'd won. which was the first one in 10 years at that point. Um, for those out to, there... Always good to win more of those. I'm okay with that. Exactly. Anyone out there that maybe uh, has got a little inner kid inside, like we all do, uh, a great book. There's a little kid's book here called The Edmonton Eskimos. There was a full series, and they actually had them on all the teams. I don't know if you can sort of see all the teams there on the back. So all the teams got one. Uh, unfortunately, this is during that era when there was no team in Ottawa. So sadly, there is no Ottawa one, but maybe they'll uh, write one now. Uh, it's very short. It's just mostly pictures and little factoids about the team. Um, and again, that came out, uh, what, about eight, nine years ago. So that's sort of that uh, just before we had the Mike Riley era. I believe you got me one of those. I have one of those. In I think I did. Yes. Yes. Um, a nice light reading book. Oh, 
would be the <laughs> Perry Jones Tech Legacy book. Uh, you can find this sometimes uh, for half price or even less, about 40% of what it originally was selling for. This book is absolutely massive, uh, weighs about 10 pounds, so it makes a... Uh, a great coffee table, if not a coffee table book. Um, again, Terry Jones had written this and is about the history of the team and, and everything going on in the team uh, from the very beginning. Tons of phenomenal photos. And because it's such a big book, uh, it's it's great to see these massive photos. There's a lot of great inserts in there as well. Like they have reproductions of, of tickets or programs, uh, photographs of the, uh, at the time, I think it was 11 Grey Cup rings. Um, because they didn't have rings in the 50s team. So uh, a really cool pickup if you can find it. And lastly, the reason I wanted to sort of all do this today is because the book that's probably hardest to find, I've been looking for 17 years for a copy of this book since the day it came out. Um, For some reason, the author decided he didn't want me to have a copy, Um, but I found someone else selling it, (laughs) and that is a book on the 1954 Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, This is a sort of like in a program format um, full of phenomenal facts about the 54 season and uh, of course the very first gray cup that the team had had uh, i love the cover absolutely phenomenal pictures awesome. of things from that awesome. sort of era mark mccarthy the author was the stepson of a guy named frank anderson who was the uh, defensive end and uh, sometimes offensive guard for the uh, for the team back in 1950s uh, i think he started in 50 and went to 57 um Phenomenal read. I got this finally in the mail today, so I've been waiting a very, very long time to read that. So if you can ever find a copy, grab it because you may never get another chance. So uh, these are some of the books out there. Hopefully some people see some things they uh, might be interested in. If anyone needs any help tracking some of these down, let me know. Other than that last book, I'm sure I can help you find some of it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, let's yeah read about the, the team and the history and uh, let's talk more about football. Fantastic. That's awesome. Super fan. That is, that is really, really good. Um, thank you for that. I love Hord and tell. Um, I guess my, my mic is still not cooperating. I'm not sure why that that's being a, a bit of a difficulty this evening, but, uh, we've tried everything, so we'll just kind of power through. Um, let's talk about free agency in the CFL. Uh, Mark, you've been in the league now long enough and you see all of these guys changing teams. How does that feel as a player when you see all these guys kind of flying all over the place and big names going everywhere? Yeah, it's it's interesting every year to see, you know, see who who makes a move and and the the interesting thing about it and the thing that um, you know, maybe the maybe the other side, I think some fans sometimes get um a little frustrated with the short-term contracts of the CFL. Um, but I think the the flip side of that is it creates a beauty where you can turn teams around, you know, essentially overnight in an off season. Um, whereas you look at other leagues, teams that are at the bottom take take years, take decades to to stockpile draft picks and and get what they need to rebuild. Whereas in the CFL, you can, you know, in Edmonton here, we won three games last year. We could we could win you could win them all next year. You know, you can rebuild the team so quickly and and uh, you know turn things around so fast. So it's it's exciting to see. Um, you know, the amount of movement and, and guys getting opportunities in new places. Um, and always, always interesting to, you know, as on a personal side, um, you know, how quickly you get to know the entire league as you, as you play with, play with one guy and he goes to another team and then you go to another team, you know, it becomes a pretty small world pretty quickly as a player. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. I know, um, 
Yeah, one of the tweets I saw this week was that uh, Ottawa had the best expansion draft that wasn't an expansion draft. It's like they took somebody from everywhere. So that was uh, <laughs> that's pretty kind of funny. Um, was there any moves on the rest of free agency day that surprised you, Superfan? Um, I think more about some of the people we uh, lost more than the people we gained. Um, I was very surprised uh, going back about getting Kenny Lawler. Uh, I didn't think that was really something that was uh, possible, uh, mm-hmm. honestly. I thought for sure he was going to stay in Winnipeg, um, and then having him come back was great. Ed Ganey is another one that I thought was probably going to happen, being with his relationship with uh, Coach Jones. But uh, and then same with Toby Antigua, same kind of thing, having played with him before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd say that that's probably the biggest uh, surprise for me. And then on the outgoing side, I mean, how can you not how can you not say everything great about Sean White? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one for sure. I've been uh, sort of working on something on uh, for a history segment on Sean White. Uh, outlining why he is the greatest kicker the team has ever seen. And whenever I say that, people say, well, what? How can you tell that with Sean Fleming or Dave Cutler or whatever? And you look at the numbers, and uh, Cutler, as great as he was, had a, a kicking percentage in, in the late 50s, you know, 59%. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean Fleming had it in the sort of 73. Uh, Sean White, in his time at Edmondson, was 92%. Unreal. For field goals, and that's of any range. His range outside of the forties was better than Cutley Cutler inside the forties. <laughs> yeah. wow. So I mean, this is just, and he is, I think, third best uh, career kicking percentage for field goals. Just, yeah. and that's in the CFL. Like that's outstanding. So he will definitely be missed. And, and Winnipeg showed at the beginning of the season how much you need a kicker. So I guess we'll yeah. see. We'll see how that pans out here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go over just a quick uh, thing. A couple of things I want to say first. Um, Canadian Football Countdown had an eight-hour show with different CFPN podcasters throughout, and, and it was a blast. And, and thank you to those guys for having us. Um, that, was, uh, that was a really good time. Um, some of the moves just around the, the league. BC was busy uh, signing Purifoy, Delvin Bro, Stowe Richardson, Michael O'Connor. So they're going the full Canadian uh, quarterback, uh, flight, which is very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Um, but today they're also, uh, you know, setting, putting some history in place by, you know, hiring the first uh, female coach, um, to, yes. to help on the sidelines. I think that is amazing. So, um, great for BC. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think they've, they've made some really good moves. So I, I was really happy to see that. Um, we talked about Ottawa already. Uh, Toronto. Andrew Harris goes to Toronto. Anybody surprised by that? Yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> I thought they had a pretty good thing going on. So uh, a bit surprising to see Harris going there, especially when he's a local boy who did pretty good for the team. I mean, he was most outstanding player of the Grey Cup just you know a year and a half ago. And yeah. I, but I guess that it's a what have you done for me lately league for some of those skilled positions. Yeah, for sure. Mark, did did that like as a player? You've obviously played against Andrew Harris. What did what did you think of that? Yeah, I think you know it's it's it. He was such a such a great person to watch. You know, it was just such a great story to be. You know, from Winnipeg, come up, be you know, you know, for my money, like in 2019, he's the best player in the league. 
um, and to, you know, to win a great cup with your team and be the MVP of that great cup and, um, you know, make such a big impact. And, and unfortunately, you know, things have to come to an end at some point. Um, but I think, you know, Toronto has, has kind of positioned themselves as a team that, that likes to bring in, you know, splash guys like Andrew Harris and, and Brennan Banks, guys like that. And, uh, and I think, you know, I think it'll be a good fit for him. I, I have a, I have a good friend who's, who's gone to, to Toronto as an offensive lineman. Um, he's sure, he's sure excited to have Andrew Harris playing behind him. Um, so I, I think it's, I think it'll be a good fit. It's, uh, it, it certainly is unfortunate to see things end and sometimes, but that's, that's the nature of the business. And, and you know what, I think, I think Winnipeg is going to be just fine. I think Andrew Harris is going to be just fine. Um, and Toronto will be very happy to have him. Yeah, I, well, I think the most shocking thing for me with this was that Andrew Harris never played in Calgary, so why is he playing in Toronto? Like, that's not how it works, right? Like, Cal- I think Toronto signed Quick Six for a little bit, as I recall, on, uh, on Free Agency Day. At least that was, that was the, brilliant. That was, that was, you know, the, the Argos social media team, man, like, thumbs up. They're, they're doing a great job. And uh, although I will say in the last week or so, we're seeing a little more from the Elks that's making me laugh. And I'm enjoying that uh, very much. Yeah. Especially Victor's uh, tweet with his uh, mean tweets with his mom. That was, that was unreal. That was phenomenal. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love it. We need love more it. mom. We need, I, that's what I said. More mom. She's awesome. And then he told me to stop hitting on his mom. And then he then said afterwards, Oh, it's okay. My dad said, go ahead. Like, he's like, <laughs> Is awesome. I like, come on. How do you not like this guy? It's so fun. Um, the stamps uh, only lose players. They don't bring anybody in, so they're all about uh, finding that new guy, I guess. Um, Hamilton brings in Micah Johnson to make that defensive line a little scarier, which is uh, something to talk about, I guess, later in the season. Uh, Riders making a splash in the defensive linebacker spot uh, between uh, Moncrief and Sankey going there. Uh, not a lot of O-line help there yet, though. So I, I was happy that we had some balance with some great O-line guys. Right, Mark? And uh, some defensive balance. That was that was very good. Uh, Bombers lose a fair amount, which happens when you're the uh, Grey Cup champion. Uh, and Montreal, um, they did sign uh, Herji Mayala, but they re-signed uh, Trevor Harris, which uh, to give some support there to Vernon Adams. So um, lots of big moves around the league. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know, lots of people want to say, well, is there a winner in free agency? And uh, Mark, how do you feel about that when they talk about is there a winner is in team in free agency? Yeah, I think I think there's there's certainly you know that's that's the beauty of there being so much being available in free agency is you can you can do so much um, you know on the organization side you can you can turn things over and and really you know position yourself to to compete next year and and you see some teams take different approaches you know you see um, you know. Edmonton was a team that went out and got a bunch of guys. Um, you know, you see Calgary being a team that likes to sort of, you know, they kind of say, listen, we're not, maybe we're not going to spend as much in free agency. We'd rather, you know, bring our own guys in and develop them. And, and recently they've had success with that. And, and either, either way can work. There's, there's sort of, you know, different, different approaches to, to cook the meal. And, and so I think, I think there's some really good moves that have been made by, by teams around the league. Um, you know, some guys that, make a difference I, you know you mentioned the trevor harris when i had a chance to play with trevor in ottawa i think he'll be a really 
I think he'll be fantastic. I, frankly, I think Montreal got a bit of a steal um, bringing in a veteran quarterback like that. I think he'll be a good fit there. So I think there's there's lots of it gives it gives every fan base um, you know room for optimism um, coming out of free agency for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And what what do you uh, have you had a chance to talk to your quarterbacks yet? I didn't even ask you that. Yeah, you know what I uh, I you know what I, I haven't been able to get acquainted yet, but uh, you know actually. The, there's been a few, you know, uh, I never actually did get a chance to meet Nick Arbuckle when, cause he had briefly crossed through Ottawa yeah. through 2020. We, we, we never actually did cross paths, but, um, you know, on paper there's, there's a history there and, um, but, you know, heard great things of, of, you know, his former teammates that, um, you know, stand up guy and, and just the guy you want to be around. I actually, um, you know, GT Barrett's a guy that was, was recently signed. Um, I actually played against him in the, in the shrine game, back oh, okay. in 2018 um he was he was on the east team and so you know all the players sort of interacted that game and so um can't say i can't say i know him closely but you know we got to got to shake hands sort of thing and and seems like a great guy and and i think all those quarterbacks and i sing about that i found about quarterbacks in my time playing football is they're all like they're all that guy in high school that can do everything you know every quarterback you meet there <laughs> not only are they a good quarterback but like they're the best golfer in the locker room they can play the guitar they can play the piano um, you know, they just, they seem to have the whole, whole, whole picture figured out. So, um, never, never really met one. I didn't get along with, thankfully. Oh, linemen are like, you know what I'm really good at that eating all that stuff on that table. That's what I'm good at. And, <laughs> and bench pressing a lot, unless, you know, you're going up against Ed El Nicky, supposedly he likes to think he out, out pressed you at that or something. But, uh, I think we'll have to have the two of you on to discuss that more. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we can we can fight it out between the two of us now. <laughs> you tell him, yeah, right. We'll have a we'll have a wing eating contest and see how you do in that, buddy. That's right. That's yeah, that. and and Ed and and Ed can pay and loser pays. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my! Well, before we end the show, uh, this episode is also brought to you by the Alberta Podcast Network, bringing you a curated roster of Alberta-made podcasts. This week's shout-out goes to Loyal Company of the River Valley, a podcast all about FC Edmonton. Their latest episode was out last week, talking about the change to being a league-owned club. Uh, but there's a few rumors running around that uh, the some, there might be some joint ownership with the Elks at some point. So they might be talking about that on their next show. So find them and many other great pods at albertapodcastnetwork.com which I'm sure sounded really great with the garbly mic. But anyway, <laughs> just, just, to, just to make it more fun. Um, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate it. And um, tell everybody where can they find you now that you're actually on Twitter and uh, where can they kind of interact with you as, as we kind of go forward towards the season? Yeah, for sure. My, uh, my Twitter account is, is fledgling. I've had it for a few years, but, I just started tweeting last week, so I'm I'm Mark D Cordy, just the letter D in between my first and last name. Um, that's my that's my Twitter that's getting off the ground, and and if you want pictures of of, of my fiance and my dog, uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Jurassic underscore Mark underscore. Um, when I was in high school, a friend convinced me to make a play on Jurassic Park, um, nice. <laughs> and now it's now it's stuck. I I don't. I won't change it now. So uh, that's, that's where you can find it. me. It's uh, it's a good one for sure. 
Well, I want to ask you what the D stands for, but all I wanted to be is like, it's like for Mark Damn Cordy. Like that might, so is that what it is? Or I don't know, but it would be amazing. Like, I'll let oh you my God. keep that to yourself. No, my, uh, my Dwayne Johnson is my, my uncle and uncle and godfather. So not the Dwayne Johnson, but a Dwayne Johnson um, is, is my uncle and godfather. So, so that's, he's my middle name. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Mark Dwayne. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, well, I can. I'll just see you out on the field there. Can you smell what the <laughs> Mark is cooking? That'd be amazing. Uh, we can Love get it. you doing the announcing the players before the game. It'll be awesome. It'll be it'll be great. Yeah. I think you should all take turns. That'll be great. Yeah, um, I love it. We'll give Chris Sheets a run for his money. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, he, it's time to you're gonna shake it up a little. It's all right. We love Chris, but you know, we can shake it up. Uh, super fan, where does everybody find you? Uh, they can find me at 56 Parkies, and then uh, anything about the Horde and the history, they can find me at the Edmondson Football History uh, Twitter account, which is at E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Wonderful. You can find me at Free Palicious, of course, because that has now relaunched. Uh, find uh, the commissioner at Duchess Lombardi. Uh, make sure you are following Pay It Forward with football uh, as they get ready to ramp up for their season as well because uh, they do so many great things and they're good friends of ours. Uh, join in the huddle with us at the Turf District. That's on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, pretty much anywhere you want to just do chatting. Uh, you can find us there. Uh, and, uh, of course you can stick around with us. Uh, we will try to do overtime, uh, and talk a little bit more with the fans. I know the mic is bad and I'm sorry. I'm really trying to get it fixed at the same time, but what are we going to do? Not that bad. Uh, enough that we can, we can chat about it. So, uh, thanks so much for uh, joining us, Mark. I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll, we'll get you out of here so that, uh, that you can, uh, you know, go, you know, probably have another snack and get a chance to, uh, have a little bit of, uh, uh sleep this evening. Uh, but, uh, we look forward to interacting you with you more throughout the season. And, uh, and of course all the best for the season as you get to it. Awesome. Sounds good guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And so for Mark, Commissioner K and Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely talk to you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. 